Welcome to the MCA All-Star Podcast, where we talk about all things operations so you can build the best real estate brokerage in this ever-changing industry. Today, we've got a great interview lined up for you, where we learn from one of the top operational leaders in the game. So break open your notebook, sit back, and enjoy the show. All right. Well, I'm really excited. I've got the amazing Mary Holder here. Uh, and Mary, the reason that I asked you here today is because you've done just an amazing job reducing the expenses in your market center. And I think at one point you told me you've you've cut it by what, like 35000 per month? What's close that number? That. Yeah, close. Okay. Averaging around 32 to 33. Okay. And so just to clarify, that's that's thirty-two to thirty-three thousand dollars a month that you've managed right. to cut from your budget, all in the span of how long have you been there? Um, just over a year in the role. Okay, just over a year. So in a year's time, you managed to cut that thirty-two to thirty-three thousand dollars per month. Uh, so that's a lot. Um, and so now everybody that's listening is going like, okay, yeah, I, I might want to take notes on this. So, um, so yeah. Give us a little bit of insight. Um, how did you get started on this? Uh, wh what was that like for you? So stepping into it, um, identifying some areas where there was probably some things being purchased and paid for that was not necessary expensive. And so identifying those areas, eliminating those expenses first before I actually got into calling companies and negotiating down some fees and reducing some of those expenses. But, um, I just found some things and you know that was just wasteful spending and cut them <laughs> I, yeah I, I just cut them out yeah <laughs> said no more <laughs> how did you know right like I think uh I think sometimes where people struggle with maybe reducing expenses or cutting expenses is that term wasteful spending like how did you know hey this is wasteful like what walk us through like you you know like you were talking to someone who had no idea what an expense even is, right? Like, how did you do that? Um, well, what the, one of the first things I identified was walking into the bathroom one day to wash, you know, washing my hands in the bathroom and realizing I'm pulling a single tissue out of a very decorative, mm. uh, aesthetically pleasing dispenser. Okay. And um, realizing what we're paying for those every time. And, you know, most people don't just pull one. They'll pull two or three to dry their hands before they, you know, are finished drying their hands or whatever they're using them for. And um, so I started comparing the cost on paper towels and found that I could cut that cost on just those paper towels and save the market center a considerable amount of money by going to the automatic dispenser Mm. paper towel dispenser on the roll really? where it comes out and it cut it down um i'm down to a third of the expense on that wow and but, so the and that we're not talking like you know super cheap paper towel you know uh, like you went from the really nice ones to like the really yeah. terrible ones right like this is so they're comparable i mean they feel the same on the hands you know they're um they do the same job yeah at a you know at a fraction of the cost so okay that was, that was one of the first things i love that I, I think what i hear in that is you know sometimes we don't necessarily inspect all of that stuff right, right. and yet you were able to kind of go in and say like well this seems like it's really nice 
let's just take a look at how much it's costing us. And let's just see if we can find something that still does the, the job that we need it to do, um, but saves us money because right. it's not as, as costly. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Any I other? Know, it seems so minute at the time, but when you look at it over the course of the year, it was, you know, it's a substantial savings mm -hmm. and it cut, you know, it helped me with my supply budget, you know, yeah. that was, you know, just one of, I mean, there were several things I did that way, you know, they were buying paper previously, you know, rather than buy the, you know, the boxes and the reams or in bulk and shopping different areas to buy it. So I kind of, I do shop around on that and buy, where I can get it under $35 every time I buy it for wow. a clock. Um, so it, it, it takes a little bit of time sometimes, but now I've kind of got it down to where I know where the sales are. I know what month they are. Yeah. So that's whenever I buy those things. Okay. So I heard you even say like what month they are. So mm -hmm. how would somebody do that? Like if they've never shopped around before for stuff so, like that? You know, not all, it's not always the office supply stores that have the best prices and you know we all got that Costco membership and that Sam's Club and that BJ's membership you know the, the big warehouses so if after you've shopped them enough you kind of notice how long in between that item goes on sale again mm. and so I have identified when paper is $32 at Costco and so that's whenever, you know, I'm going to Costco anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and buy four cases of paper while it's $32. Um, but there's certain times that they put those on sale. And I know that it's once quarter they go on sale at Costco. And I know they go on sale the opposite month at Sam's. Mm. So, and they're both cheaper than Office Max or Quail or any of the other places that I've been able to check. Okay. So... Uh, so, and, and that makes sense, right? Because you said it, it, it you know, wasn't 32, 33,000 at one time that you could, right. this was sort of over time. And what I'm hearing is it took you, you know, first you just sort of went in and said, Hey, let's just sort of observe what's happening in the market center. Let's just notice these things that, you know, maybe look like they're um, maybe a little bit more fancy or a little bit more um, high end. And then let's let's start shopping those things. Um, and then, you know, in terms of supplies, you're just going like, okay, well, let's see if we shop around, can we find a better deal? And and you're not just doing that once, you're doing that regularly, like month after month to, until you really get that down to a science. It, it took a while to get to that point where I could say, okay, no, we're not buying that this month, you know. We'll, we'll wait and get that next month because I know that's going to go on sale next month and we've got enough to get us through the second week of next month. So let's mm. not rush this. Okay. So, yeah. Um, another thing I did was on shipping, you know, shipping costs, you know, they were, and I, and I don't, I don't mean to say they, it was a habit that had formed where, oh, as you need it, let's just order it from Amazon and it'll come in. Mm. Or let's order it from here and it'll come in. So there was a lot of shipping costs where we have all these things right here local. Mm. And if you get a large enough order, they'll, they'll cover your shipping. Okay. Uh, and if they don't, you can do the pre-order online and I run by in my SUV and they'll load it in the SUV. And then I come here and I've got a couple of the guys that work, you know, on salary here. And I'm like, Hey, can you help me unload this? Okay. So, and it's just as easy, you know, and it, I have now got my um, team consciously, consciously watching for this. You know, they're okay. looking for the deals for me now. Hey, yeah. Mary, this is on sale over here. 
So uh, my MCTT is really good at that with Office Depot. Hey, this is on sale. I know you said we're looking to buy this at some point. So he's really good about that as well. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. How'd you do that? How'd you get your team involved? I told them no a lot of times when they wanted to yeah. buy it. <laughs> okay. So I, um, I just kind of made them aware of the budget and said, mm. you know, this affects our profit share. This affects, you know, our company dollar and our owner profit. And it's my job to protect all of those things. And I need you guys' help. You know? Did you get any pushback from that initially? I what did. Was that like? Initially, it was, it was, it was uh, um, not a fun subject. And yeah. I kind of, you know, I think I was known as ruling with an iron fist of you're not spending. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, okay, go get a refund because I'm not paying for that. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, nope. Okay. You just bought yourself that because I'm yeah. not paying for that. You know, yeah. so it took a couple of hard no's. Um, I was very conscious of when doing this, I didn't want it to ever be a shock to like the culture in the, in the market center. I didn't want it yeah. to affect the agents or their business or the way they did business. Um, I didn't want them to go, oh my gosh, the, what is with this paper towel dispenser in the bathroom? This is horrible. We can't do our business. You know, yeah. uh, you know I just didn't want it to affect them that way. So I, I was very subtle in some of the changes and, mm -hmm. you know, eased them in. Um, we changed the water cooler recently that's saving us about $80 a month. We were getting the jugs of water delivered every month. Mm -hmm. And I went to a filtration system that's costing me um, about a third of what it was costing me to rent the co water cooler or even to purchase the water cooler mm. and pay the um, for the jugs of water because the water price had increased so much. So they came in, I paid a one-time cap-in fee, and it's a filtration system, freestanding, heated and cooled water. Mm -hmm. um, heard no, no complaints whatsoever. Wow. It didn't affect them in how they did their business. You know, a couple people even said, oh, well, now nobody has to lift the heavy bottles. It was kind of a positive change for some. I think yeah. some probably like, oh, it's filtered water. It's not spring water, but it's water. It's cold and it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. So. so how did you balance that? I heard you say, you know, you were you were conscious that as you were making some changes that you you were purposeful. You didn't want this to disrupt uh, in a big way the the business of your agents. So how did, right. how did you balance that? Um, oh, again, I just tried to do it subtly and not make a big deal of any of the changes. I mean, of course, you're going to hear the chitter chatter. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's changing this or she's doing this, <laughs> you know, but um, it, I think whenever they realize that it's not going to affect their business mm. and it's not going to, you know, change the way they're practicing their business and, you know, the new agents coming in, they, that's what they know. So they're still practicing and doing it, you know, yeah. normal. So I don't think that I just, I don't think that the agents were affected by the changes, mm. but I was very conscious of it and did not want it to, you know, have that negative, negative. I didn't want the negative reaction. Yeah. Okay. So, because um, anybody sitting in this chair knows that that all lands on this desk. If it's negative, it's coming in this office. It's going to land on this desk. You know, why is this happening? Um, yeah. And I just didn't want to have to answer to, two, you know, 250 agents and say, uh, because I'm trying to save money. Right. You know, I'm, and us to appear to, appear to be more uh, interested in saving money than taking care of our agents, you know, because... Right them seeing us cutting costs, it's like, oh, they make all this money, but they don't want us to have a pretty paper towel dispenser. 
And, you know, and that might've been chattered. It didn't come back to me. Got it. I've really not heard it. Some, some asked why, and I did, you know, in a, in a, in a positive light, I said, looking out for your profit share. Mm. I'm looking out for that, you know, that, that mailbox money on the 21st of the month, trying to build that for you guys. I love that. Did you ever get anybody who, you know, really just didn't get that or like, you know, maybe push back even on that saying like, well, I don't get profit share or anything like that. Um, I had that comment and I said, well, what can we do to help you with that? You know, let's that. Come sit with me. Let's talk about how you can get somebody in your downline to where you are getting your profit share. And I've had a couple of them take me up on that. So I love that. That's brilliant. Cause then it's like, look, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, talking about profit share, protecting it. I'm saying like, not only am I looking to protect profit share, but I actually want everybody to get profit share. Right. Uh, and I'm willing, you know, it sounds like you're, you're willing to actually live by that and say like, come eat with me. Come yeah. eat. You're not getting it. I want you to get it. Yep. I'm doing all this stuff for profit share and you mm-hmm. should be, you know, getting some of that. So let's figure out how we can get you some. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I heard you say, okay, you got filtered water, you did stuff with supplies, shopping around there. In my mind, those those feel like, you know, not insignificant things, but they that's probably, you know, like smaller savings that you were seeing in the month. Like, was it all just that stuff that accumulated to $32,000 or um, like what were some of the... I did. I, there were some, un, there was an unnecessary position being paid. Okay. And, and it was we kind of it wasn't a termination or anything it was the person when the person resigned i did not refill that role got it i i leaned a little bit on my contract labor to where as it says an as need basis when i need that person that like when i need coverage for myself i outsource it to a leverage company Mm. rather than having a permanent assistant mca in the office because we're just not it's just not necessary and so that was a salary that was, you know, so a little bit of salary was, you know, changed. Um, and I made some phone calls. I called, you know, like our phone carrier and I called, you know, just different things that we have contracts with and said, hey, look, you know, everybody's looking. Everybody's looking at ways to cut. What can you do before I start making the phone calls and gave them an opportunity. I have not had to switch services on a lot of things yet. Um, I am looking at three more pretty hefty ones that I may have to switch service on because they're just not giving Mm. me what I want. And I know I can get the same services. I don't know if I can get the same quality yet, Mm. but uh, I've spoke with some other MCAs. I've reached out to a couple of different, um, my uh, regional MCA director, uh, Jeremy, Mm. and I've asked him, you know, who did he use when he was in a role? Because he was like, Mary, you can get this lower going with this company, give them a call. So I'm reaching out to a few that he's referred me to as well. And then some other MCAs that shared some people with me that they've used. Okay. So I'm so, looking at cutting it that with those that I think it's probably about another seven or eight grand I might be able to trim before the end. Wow. Of the wow. So that would take it to what? 40,000 yeah. in total that you've been able to cut. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So what I heard you saying that is like, you actually go to your vendors and say, Hey, we're, what can you do for us? Right. Like, I, you know, are you saying, Hey, I got a bid from this other company or oh, what's that? Not conversation? Unless I, have. I okay. mean, I've called and said, I'm considering, 
what can you do? Okay. Before I make these calls, you know, with our housekeeper for one of our business centers. I actually, um, you know, we don't have as many agents going in there. It's not, a, you know, I know you're still having to go in there as many days, but there's not mm -hmm. as many cans to empty. There's not as much area yeah. that needs to be cleaned. So you're not spending as much time in there. How much can you trim? Are you getting a lot of responses from that? Like, are people coming back and, and actually trimming for you? I was able to reduce the business center expense on that, uh, cleaning expense on that one. Um, I'm waiting on a response for the market center itself. Um, we negotiated down one of our leases a little bit. Um, I'm going back to them again. I'm, you know, after mega leadership, trying to get everything in order to where I can, we've got three leases, four mm -hmm. leases. Um, and I'm going to go back and try to get all four of those renegotiated. Okay. Wow. So, so you're even going back to them again. What's that? I don't know. What's your mindset around that? Cause I think probably there's a lot of people who are listening there going like, gosh, can I really even ask people that many times to reduce? Well, like, the worst thing they can do is say no. Okay. So you're just like, hey, I'm going to ask. And as long as they keep giving it to me, I'm going to keep asking. Yeah. And if they say no, then I will shop around, you know. Okay. I will go look somewhere else. I reshopped our um, e &O insurance this year. I think we got to cut. That was one of the bigger expenses mm. that I cut this year. I think that was um, about a seven $7,000 savings this year. Have you noticed a significant, uh, you know, drop in, like you said, quality or, you know, is there a trade-off that we're making here or is it really just? I don't, I haven't seen on anything except possibly the E&O insurance, just the, the service, uh, the broker in charge has shared with me that there's been a few times that the attorney they put them in touch with was not a North Carolina attorney. Mm. So, you know, we've had to struggle through that a little bit. And so we're reconsidering that one. So that may be, we may be going back to our other company, but um, we're going to see if we can work through the quirks first. Yeah. So give them, okay. a, give them an opportunity to, you know, correct it and work with us. So, so aside from, you know, I mean, have, have there, have you noticed a significant difference in quality from any of the other ones that you've no, um, actually, one of the agents that are at the business center had commented on how well the housekeeping was going recently, and I'm going. Oh, really? Left. But yeah, it was kind of amusing when that was said. That's been a couple of months ago, but I, I kind of chuckled up to myself. Yeah. It. Um, so yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. So, um, so shopping around. Uh, going back to the vendors and just sort of saying, hey, we're, we're looking, but we mm -hmm. wanted to give you sort of the, the first opportunity to, to work with us because um, we, you know, we like being in business with you. I'm guessing some sort of, you know, language like that. Right. Um, yeah. Anything else, any, any other steps that you've taken throughout this process? What else have you done? Um well, like I had mentioned, holding the uh, staff accountable for their whims, so, you know, going out and buying and asking forgiveness later rather than permission yeah. before. So I've kind of got them in that, you know, to where they are not assuming that they can purchase and then come and say, hey, I bought this, I need to get reimbursed. So that's really helped a lot, um, more so in the last couple of months. Um, and, it, you know, getting our new OP in place that's really kind of got my back on that and mm. holding them accountable as well, like, hey, 
she said no she said no yeah you know so um and knowing that i can say let me go talk to the op about it if you know and that um i've done that i went to him and i said you know this is what they want but i see no need for this when yeah. we have xyz in place this is just adding to that but not adding any value and wow. he listens to me and he'll back me up on that okay so what Tell us a little bit more, like what goes into, is there like a presentation that you're giving around some of that stuff? Like, obviously you're, you're shopping around. So it sounds like you kind of know a little bit about here's what the alternatives are. Here's what's being offered. Um, I mean, how extensive would you say those conversations have been? With my staff or with the vendors? Uh, yes, all of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like how so, much time is this taking you? Yeah. So with the vendors, uh, if I've shopped around, I have my notes on what I've shopped for. And I have a I have very specific service in mind that I want to receive mm -hmm. and the certain quality of that service. Okay. And so those are, there's, it's kind of like a script that I kind of go by, like, do you offer this? Mm. And, it, you know, and XYZ offers this as a bonus and at no extra cost. Will you honor that as well? You know, and it's just kind of knowing what each is offering whenever I'm going in. And here's yeah. what I'm getting. But over here, they're saying if I move to them, they're going to give me all this for a guaranteed price for five years without an increase. And they're going to give me this little bonus package down here as well. Mm. So can you meet that? So you're kind of doing their guerrilla warfare for them. And then you're you're coming to them saying like, hey, this is what these other guys are offering. What can you do for me? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Sometimes it works. Sometimes yeah. they laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if they laugh at you? I'm like, I've got it here in print. You want to see it? <laughs> okay. Like, I think they don't believe me sometimes. And it's like, yeah. I'm happy to share the quote with you. Have you ever Have you ever had to do that? I did with the ENO. Okay. Yeah. They're like, all right. Let's see the quote. And I showed them the quote and I said, and I know they're good quality. So you're going to have to beat this by a considerable amount. Mm -hmm. so, and they did. Wow. Okay. All right. I love it. So, um, what would you say, you know, someone who's listening who's going, like, gosh, I've, I've never done this before. I can't imagine. That's me. Yeah. Okay. So you've never done this before. Yeah. I've never been an MCA before. This is... So what would you say, like, you know, from a mindset perspective, someone's just like terrified to go in there and negotiate some of this stuff. How, what would you say, right? Like how, how did you, I guess, like get to the I, point where you're like, I'm just going to go my, for it. Yeah. I think being a realtor for as many years as I've been a realtor, the negotiating part doesn't intimidate. Hmm. Um, the rejection sometimes doesn't feel so good. Yeah. But I don't get rejected. In this role, you don't get rejected as much. Yeah. Whenever you're doing those negotiating, because they're wanting your business. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, so they want your business. And right now, we're in a time when these companies are depending on our business. I mean, hmm. we're not the only ones going through shifts. The economy is affecting everybody. So they're trying to hold on to business. Got it. Uh, I actually had on one of our companies, um, the owner of the company called me directly after hours mm -hmm. because he, I was kind of frustrated with a situation. 
Yeah. And he knew I was at the end of my contract and he knew I was probably shopping. Yeah. And when he realized that I was not getting the service that I needed, I mean, he called me after and he's like, what can I do for you? Yeah. What can I do for you right now to help you? I said, well, this is what you can do. And just so you know, I'd like a new quote by this day on the service mm-hmm. because our contract's coming up. So I'm expecting that quote. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it it'll be fun to see how that one comes in and you know, and play play with it a little bit. I think that's a good perspective, though. That you know, at the end of the day, these most of our vendors they want our business, right. and um, and that you know, a lot of them are willing to do yeah. what we're asking them to do to keep our business. Uh, um, that's why so, yeah. it just really caught me off guard that he called me mm-hmm. after hours whenever I couldn't get through on the hotline because I was. It was during transmittal and everybody knows we're, you know, we're trying to do things. And I was trying to get into my computer from home through the back door. So it's our cloud company. Um, mm. And I couldn't get in. Mm. And I wanted to transmit day one. And that was important to me to transmit day one. Yeah. And so I was wanting to do some work that evening at home, just to get ready for my meeting with my OP the next morning. And I was very frustrated. So he called and actually, because I sent, you know, all the messages, call all the yeah. numbers. <laughs> Somebody needs to call me now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and they did. So it was, it was fun. That was a fun evening. And yeah, I am just, I'm naturally a competitive person. I've been, you know, it, from a young age, I've just always been in competition. So mm-hmm. I'm in this role, sometimes I feel like I'm in competition with myself. Okay. I got to beat last month. Mm-hmm. So I'm competing with my last month's numbers to make this month better. I love it. Yeah just kind of racing that clock and racing that number. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone who, you know, maybe doesn't have the the experience that you had as an agent in negotiating? What advice would you give them? I would tell them to make friends with other MCAs very quickly, get a great maps coach and lean on your team. As far as I, I, I consider my maps coach, my team, teammate I consider Jeremy my regional director on my team I mean other MCAs that I Angela in South Carolina just other MCAs that I have developed relationships with yeah I kind of consider them our team and so I just if I've got a question I'm going to reach out to one of them and I would you know go to the events the family reunions and the mega camps and just build those relationships with others to where you know you can pick up the phone and call one of them when you need the help because I, love that. I have never called another MCA and not got an answer to help me mm. solve the situation I was in at that moment. Yeah, that's super important. I love that. Um, let's talk about you mentioned too when you were when you first got into the market center. Um, there were things that you just sort of you took a look at and you said, hey, th- you know, this is waste. We're just you know we can cut this. Was there anything like what what went into that decision making process of of sort of evaluating? Hey, you know, this is something that we can cut. Um. Well, I was looking at the uh, another example is paper checks are very it's very expensive to issue paper checks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very timely. It's you know timely for the for me. It's timely you know for my staff to go shove them in folders for the agents and and envelopes and whatever you know it's just a costly yeah and it's very dated so you know i use the terminology a lot you know we're moving 
you know, we're a forward thinking company and most everything you do, you know, very rarely are rewriting paper checks. Yeah. And so we went to the, you know, to the e-checks on that. And mm. we're doing mostly I've gotten 99% of our agents on direct deposit now. Wow. Um, to where whenever I stepped into the role, we had 90% of the agents on paper checks. Mm. Um, wow. So, yeah. So it's been a big swing in that direction. And so anytime um, when I identify something that needs to be changed, it's usually something that's either being done in an older, I don't want to say old fashioned way, but, you know, in a day, you know, in this modern technology, we need to take advantage of the tools we have. And they're most of, most of the time, they're very cost effective. Mm. So um, I try to identify things, you know, I tried to identify those things when I stepped in. You know, okay. You know the, and I, they were little baby steps. I mean, I didn't come in in one week. This happened. It was, you know, it took some time. Yeah. Um, to that, um, it was. Um, I think whenever you use your company credit card, you kind of forget you spend that money mm. until the bill bill comes in the next month. So yeah. I'm very conscious about not using the company credit card except for things that it has to be used for. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, uh, I know you can gain points on it and I do that with my personal credit cards and stuff, but, you know, is those points worth the, the chance of going outside of my budget or forgetting that that money was already spent? Yeah. Because to me, I'm not booking in the correct month whenever I'm paying for supplies on a credit card next month. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. It, you know, there's a reason though that those companies offer free points. Mm -hmm. right it's because they've they've done the math on their end to say hey if people are using this credit card and we offer you know free stuff mm -hmm. uh it's probably going to cause them to spend more yeah right I, so I think sometimes I, we we try and game it and they're they're the ones gaming us mm -hmm. yeah. so it was i mean it was just everything was going on the card you know mm -hmm. to the tune of i mean it was very expensive and so i've tried to trim it down to where just the things that are that i absolutely have to pay on a credit card do i use that yeah. card for um and everything else is i'm paying in a direct deposit or i'm sending an electronic check for or i'm paying directly on their site as long as they're not charging me a three dollar and fifty cent fee if yeah. they're charging me a fee they're going to get an electronic check okay so because the electronic check costs me 60 cents okay so yeah postage and everything postage is expensive yeah so, uh, but that includes postage and everything right now because i negotiated that fee down as well because it was going to be a wow. little bit more i'm like no i need it to be this now okay so you'll just you'll negotiate anything is what i'm what i'm hearing from this i love it um okay so was there anything that you know you just came in and you're like hey this is something that uh nobody knows what this is yes yeah yes and nobody that... knew what it was for yeah it was on the credit card okay and it was like five different companies doing the same job yeah and it's like okay that was that was my big thing was coming in yeah. and finding out oh we're paying for the multiple multiple things yeah. to do the same job uh, the reason i that may that may feel like a silly question the reason i asked that is because i you know i i happen to know you guys had, you know, talented, talented individuals there before you, right? And I think yeah. sometimes there's this, there's this perception that we have of like, you know, if, 
if we're paying for it or, you know, if it's there, it's probably there for a good reason. Um, right. And I'm not saying that there's a ton of stuff there that nobody's using, um, but there might be something. Yeah. Ours right? was the, and I think I shared this with you before, it was the companies that kind of monitor your websites and make mm. sure that they're getting spin out and that nobody's getting into them that's not, you know, it isn't supposed to be in there. Yeah. So I think we had four different companies we were paying to do that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, how do I find out what these charges are for? Well, yeah. a lot of times on your statement, the 800 numbers printed on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I would call those numbers and not get anything. So then I would Google those numbers mm. and I'd find out what the name of the company was. Then I would call the company and say, I need this charge removed and I need a refund. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did that with insurance with our liability, <coughs> excuse me, our liability insurance recently. I was like, wait a minute, our premium went down on this day and this year. However, during that year, and this is before my time, it was continued to be paid at this amount. You owe me X amount of dollars. Please send me my refund. Mm. So. Wow. So I love that. So you, not only would you cut certain expenses, you would even go back and ask for a refund if it was something that, you know, Maybe they had made an error or uh, even if you guys weren't using it. Right. Okay. Yep. Did you get a lot of refunds back? A few. Got a okay. Yeah. I'm waiting on two more. Okay. Got two coming. Well, it's like you said. I mean, if, if you don't ask, the answer is already no. Yeah. Um, you know, we, there were some checks that had not, um, like referral checks that had come in. They didn't know what, who, what agent, I guess, that they belonged to. Mm-hmm. So I started researching and caught, you know, calling the companies and saying, hey, this check's never been cashed. Please resend it mm. without a date. Please resend it. So they've sent me those checks and, you know, and I've, found, I've since found out who the money belonged to and got these agents paid who didn't know they had this mailbox money. Yeah. So I look like a hero, I guess, to them because they're like, oh, I got $4,000 today that Mary wow. found. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's simple things. I mean, it's sounds petty it sounds little but it's it all adds up yeah and i i run it very close to how i run things at home i'm the same way at home i'll call in a heartbeat and say okay yeah. i'm getting charged 54 dollars for my trash to be picked up by you but they're offering me 45 and all they're doing is picking my trash up yeah so i need that nine dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i get it yeah one way or another i'm either going to get a new can with a different logo in my, you know, yeah. walking down my driveway yeah. or they're just going to adjust it and I'm not going to have to worry about it. Yeah. I love that. What would you say? I, I don't know. Any, any big challenges that you experienced going through this process? I mean, 32,000 over a year, you must've encountered some sort of challenges. Well, I mean, we went through a lot of changes recently that's helped, but before that, I did have a team leader that liked to spend money and, you know, but he still liked getting his bonus. And so I had to kind of have some hard talks with him about, you know, just everything in general, because he would, you know, he'd buy things and then say, Oh, here, I need to get refunded for this or whatever. And I finally had a conversation with him one day, you know, he's like, I don't, at the time, I don't think he really understood company dollar. I don't think he understood the calculations that went into Mm -hmm. figuring his bonus and, figure in uh, owner profit and things like that. So I said, you know, every time you hit that light switch, that affects your bonus. Mm. Uh, every time you wash your hands, 
and leave the water running while you dry your hands that affects your bonus you know everything you do inside this building affects your bonus yeah you know every time you know it just everything affects that and i, I and it took a while. I, you know, there for a while, he got, he got, he finally got on board with it and knew he wasn't going to just spend frivolously. I think yeah. he thought, you know, to be the fun team leader, he just had to spend all this money and be fun, fun, mm. fun, fun. And, you know, we just had to reel it in and get on the same page on a lot of things. Yeah. And I, you know, again, there was a lot of times I just felt like, you know, I was just ruling with an iron rod all the time and it's like, stop spending money. And I just <laughs> felt like everything was around this stop spending money yeah. and getting that in. And once, you know, like, so now that the new team, you know, our new OP is in place and we've got, I think we've got a good thing going where we're all thinking and like-minded on, we've got to, you know, we've got to work with Mary on the budget. We've got to make sure that we're doing yeah. the right thing. Well, and I love your approach to that too, is, you know, it's, it's like, hey, if we're going to have this conversation, let's figure out what's in it for this person, mm-hmm. right? And, and probably there's something to what, what they're wanting to spend money on, what what they're right. wanting to do. That if we're if we're willing to kind of you know at least hear that side um, and a, and appeal to what they want, then we can figure out a way to get them on board, get them in alignment. Because it's it, not it, like like printer cost example. Mm-hmm. That's one of the examples with the team. It's like why are you if you're just printing it to preview it so that you can see it better than on your screen and lay it next to each other and you know why are we printing it in color? Yeah, you know, take the extra minute, print it in gray, you know, grayscale, print it in black and white, whatever. Save that little bit of money. Every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was conversations yeah. I would have with him, the previous team leader. Why are we printing this in color? And why are we making yeah. everybody on the team a copy of this in color when we're just going to go through these numbers in a meeting amongst us? We don't need it to look pretty. We mm-hmm. all know what the numbers are. Or we all know what the form is. We don't need the Keller Williams logo to be read on this on these forms. You know, we don't even need the yeah. logo on the form. We're sitting in a meeting. So that was a big thing. I think you know, remembering back, and maybe it's different now. But when I was in the role, I think it was a it was an aha moment for me when I learned that even if the document you're printing doesn't have any color on it, if you printed it in color, that counts as a color copy. That counts as a color copy. Um, and so I used to just have my team, everybody had a default black and white. And yep. if you really wanted something in color, then you, you, you know, had to make you, the effort. You had to make the effort to change it to that. Uh, but that usually was kind of the one-off. So, yep. yeah. So that's, that's pretty much how mine is. It's all set to default yeah. black and white. And I have to make the effort to turn it into color. Yeah. Actually, the printer that's in my office only prints black and white because I said, I don't need a color printer in my office. If I need something in color. I'll walk across the door. Yeah. <laughs> so. The things that you never thought you would learn about, you learn about, right? Because you're, you know, you're, like you said, you're you're just, it all adds up. You're looking to save money where you can. When I think having my own business in the past and running my own businesses, still, there are things, I, you know, where I learned to cut costs before, you know, and I, I try to spend the money like as if it's my own money. It's like, mm-hmm. would I spend the money on this or would I make the effort? Yeah. and get the, the you know the discounted price and so um and i'm very protective of the owner's profit yeah so, i mean it's just i'm at the end of the day they're my boss that's our job yeah so and it's, i gotta i gotta do my job yeah you know? awesome um everybody doesn't well, get the fun job but i try to make it fun <laughs> yeah 
Well, like I said, I mean, you know, it's, you know, having that conversation, getting buy-in and saying like, hey, this is how everybody's affected by this. This is, we're not just doing this because we have some sort of aversion to the idea of spending money, but we want to make sure that if we're going to spend money, we want to make sure that we're doing that responsibly, right? right. So, yeah. Um, anything else that I didn't ask you, anything else that you would share with anybody listening right now? Um, go home at five o'clock. Yeah. Because there's going to be long nights. <laughs> um, but make sure you're taking care of you. And remember, you know, it's God, family, and business. And this will be, you know, that paper that you're looking at and trying to cut a budget on or whatever it'll still be sitting there in the morning don't you know a lot of times when you take your eyes off it and you come back it's like oh that's what i can do yeah so, uh, i have found that a lot with the things i'm doing it's like i'll agonize over my budget sometimes and i just have to step away from it and go okay and come back to it the next day i love it i think that's great advice and uh thank you so much mary this has been this has been fun for me learning just your process and uh and how you you went about cutting thirty two thousand dollars from budget when it sounds like it's going to be forty thousand in the next month so yeah um next couple of months i hope so yeah maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a part two in a few months yeah months. you never know <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome i love it uh well yeah thank you again and uh so appreciate your time and uh we'll see you on the next one all right take care Thank you for tuning in to this month's episode. We hope and trust you learned something today. If you liked what you saw, be sure to like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content.